Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour three of the show. It is a full show, full three hours of celebration. Pelicans fans, Pelicans organization, as they won the NBA draft lottery yesterday. It was it's incredible. Incredible moment. And people across the country melting down. These national talking heads and big city elitists have been ripping on them. And for good reason. It's outrageous. Jim Eikenhofer is going to come on in in just a second. But first, let's get to Donald in Texas. And, Donald, you've been holding on for a while. Thanks for holding on. What you got? Yes, I just want to comment about uh, Zion Williamson. Well, I don't understand. It was kind of like they don't want him to come to New Orleans. And um, that's kind of terrible because New Orleans went through a real bad season with Anthony Davis, you know, and his selfishness. But anyway, Anthony Davis kind of foolish for leaving New Orleans because he's leaving like seventy million on the table. He is well. Uh, it's you know. less. Yeah, it's less than that, Donald, because you're tacking on the extra year he can sign here with New Orleans. So it's kind of some math skewing, some math fudging with that. There is about thirty million dollars, and and look, obviously that's a lot of money that he's leaving on the table. But it, it, because of the extra year, it doesn't actually work out to seventy million. That's another conversation. And but I agree with you here. It's just the people that are saying across the country today the chorus of disdain and absurdness from all of the national punditry, not all of them, but a majority of them saying that the Knicks deserved Zion. I, I, I don't understand how the Knicks became this fortress of basketball, I don't know, relevancy to some people when they've just been absurdly bad for two decades. I mean, the stat to point this out is the Pelicans have 21 more wins than the Knicks this millennium since the year 2000. The Pelicans have only existed since 2002. The Knicks have been terrible. They have the worst owner in the league and perhaps the biggest laughingstock of an owner in professional sports in this country. I do not understand why people, and a lot, far too many people are holding up the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks as a place that, I don't know, deserves Zion Williamson. It's absurd. Thanks for the call, Ronald, uh, Donald, and we'll get to the rest of your calls in just a little bit but first let's bring on in jim eichenhofer who works for the pelicans and pelicans.com and the pelicans radio network and boy jim uh, what a scene it was yesterday uh, what was that scene like inside um the pelicans organization i mean it was pretty shocking to me i mean you you, you go in i know you just discussed math and math seems to be a real issue with people right now but I mean you go in with a six percent chance you can't possibly go in thinking like okay this is definitely going to be a win or that this is likely a win so I mean just for it to unfold the way it did I mean you, you saw all the reactions from people uh, last night after the lottery the videos that people send and just the way that Alvin Gentry and David Griffin reacted I mean it was it was incredible just to, to see it it was just something that you could never have expected in a million years but it happened 
Yeah. Um, were you as stunned as the rest of us in that moment? I wasn't quite sure how to react. I think there was probably a good minute or two where I wasn't standing up and cheering. I was just, I think my jaw was probably literally yeah. wide open going, what in the world just happened? Yeah, I would say that was my reaction as well. I mean, I was sitting next to uh, Will Guillory and Andrew Lopez, uh, two of the other guys, the writers that cover the Pelicans. Um, and we were just looking at each other like as it kind of progressed towards the last few teams, we were looking at each other like, man, they actually might win this lottery. So it was, I, I was, the description that you made of how you felt was kind of the way I was too. I was just, just completely shocked because I just, I mean, this is the third lottery that the New Orleans has been in in the, la- in the last seven years and they've won two of them. I mean, what, what are the odds of that happening? So I, I kind of felt like a lot of the lottery luck they used up in 2012 when they had about a 13% chance and won it. So, I mean, this was twice, twice as bad as far as the odds going in and you win it anyway. So man, what a, what a amazing uh, scene to see that happen. Well, do you guys have your own Mr. Luck now uh, running things in David Griffin? And he he had ties sent to Alvin Gentry and he had this, you know, totem from his his grandmother. I mean, he brought all the voodoo and tricks out and it worked. Yeah, I heard someone in the conference call last night. I wasn't on that because I, we all, everyone that was here in Chicago got to talk to him in person. But I heard someone ask him if he thinks he's just a lucky guy right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm really starting to think that that way because it's just been too incredible all of the times that he was in Cleveland that they won the lottery there as well. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you hope that you don't have to rely on that in the future. That's for sure. But, but man, that was, that was big to be able to come through with the number one pick this time. Can you can you quantify just how big it was to land that number one overall pick and, and how franchise-altering it could be, Jim? It's tough. I mean, I would say that one of the numbers is that they sold over 2,500 season tickets, so that's huge from a perspective of, you know, trying to fill the arena next season. I think I would go back to, in terms of how big it is and how shocking it was, if you think about it, from a big picture standpoint and you go back a few months, this team made the playoffs last season, won 48 games and everyone in basketball knew that there was a player in Zion Williamson coming through the ranks. That would be a huge prize, but you never thought in a million years that you would have a chance to get that player because you thought that you would be a lot more competitive than what ended up happening with a 33 win season. And then when you win, just winning 33 games is enough to give you, like I said, the really poor lottery odds. So it just, it was a scenario that just – I don't think it entered anyone's mind as far as going back a few months or going back a season. So it's it's wild to think that we got – we went from there to where we are here where you got a guy that's so coveted in one of the players entering the NBA that was one of the mo- guys that people wanted the most over the last few years even. Yeah, I'm still trying to comprehend it 24 hours plus uh, away from it. We're talking to Jim Eichenhofer, yeah. NBA and Pelicans writer for Pelicans.com, uh, part of the Pelicans radio network, and at Jim underscore Eichenhofer um, on Twitter. Uh, Jim, what do you make of this, and what are people inside the organization made of? And I guess we kind of expected this. It was inevitable. You'd have this national backlash, the big city punditry, uh, angry mm-hmm. that you know the, the Lakers or Knicks didn't get that number one pick. How, how's the re- reaction been inside the Pelicans organization? I mean, I've only talked to people that I'm really close with, friends, because I'm in Chicago and everybody else is back in Louisiana. Other than you know some people from Basketball Ops are here, obviously for the draft combine. But to me, it's kind of similar to people's reaction 
when the whole thing happened during the season with the Lakers, where there was just this immense feeling of entitlement from their on their side of like, well, we deserve this and we deserve that. And I think you touched on it a little bit. What you said bothers. It's the same exact thing that bothers me. It's like, where does this come from? This attitude that if you're the Knicks, well, we're the Knicks, so we deserve this, or we're the Lakers, so we should get this. And it, I think that I, I can't speak for other people, but that's for me personally, that's what bothers me the most is acting like, I mean, I've been in this job for 13 years. I don't act like anyone owes me anything or I deserve anything. Like you should have the way things are in sports. You earn everything. You don't walk into situations and say, well, because we're in New York city, we should get X, Y, Z. And that, I don't know why that trend seems to be coming up more lately, but it just seems like it's gotten to the point where it's very annoying. And as you mentioned, in terms of some of the national media, punditry today there's a lot of stuff that was just absurd it was just like what are we talking about right now so I would say that that kind of sums up the way I look at it I don't want to speak for other people but I just think it's it's one of those things where it's just really frustrating but it's also the kind of thing that you're a lot better off not spending time focusing on that because it's another thing that's totally out of everyone's control Right, and enjoy it. Don't focus on all the you know the unhappy, unhappy yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. uh, sure. people uh, you right. know on the, on the coasts, I guess. So you were in Chicago, Jim. What, what was that scene like, and what was the process like for that lottery yesterday? Um, I mean, it was it was pretty it, it's pretty low key. I mean, there's not really a lot to it, honestly. It's just like you just this was the second lottery I went to. I was also there in '16 when the Pelicans ended up getting sixth and taking Buddy Heald in the draft, but it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's not, there's really not, it's not that exciting, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But then when you get the result that you get, then you, you see the huge reaction that people have, but it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty mundane event. I mean, I think one of the cooler things if for people who don't get the luxury or the privilege or whatever you want to call it that I do of getting to be behind the scenes is getting to see some of the top, some of the college players, the top guys were all there. I mean, I can't. It's impossible for me to follow college basketball as much as I would like to. But um, it was cool to just to see some of the some of those players and come into the lottery. But other than that, it's it's really not that exciting an event until they start opening the envelopes. Yeah. Do you think that the NBA is missing out on a real opportunity to you know own a, a full another day? Because what I think it was the number one trend on, on Twitter worldwide. Mm. I think what eight of the top ten were draft or Pelicans or Zion related. And you're thinking, or at least I'm thinking, man, do what the NFL does and just carve out a, a completely separate day and own it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was having this discussion with Daniel Salerson, who also works on Pelicans Radio Network. He's the host for the post game show. And he was, I was saying the same thing that you just said as far as like, man, I'm surprised that the coverage isn't more extensive. And he was kind of joking with me saying like, like, what could they possibly talk about? How could they fill three or four hours of programming? And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. But I feel like I kind of lean more towards your opinion and what I, what I was thinking in terms of that you could blow it up even more and make it an even bigger event. Because as we've seen, the interest is totally there. Now, would that apply to every single year? Probably not. But when there's a year like this where there's one player that's so attractive and coveted, there's people tuning in and people are talking about it. I feel like for the last several days, it wasn't just, you know, on Tuesday – the whole even going into the weekend people were talking about the lottery pretty constantly it did feel a little bit surreal still to know that you're going to be kind of inside this this vortex of of zion and ad and everything for the next few months yeah yeah it does and, and you know it's funny i think you kind of alluded to this a little bit um 
it's it's I, I it's so weird saying this because it's been 24 hours, but in some ways it still hasn't totally hit me as far as what what happened and how game how much of a game changer that was. I don't know if that'll be more the case when we get closer to the actual draft in June or even summer league when you start to see the guys that you drafted actually be on the court in your uniform. But um, yeah, I don't. I think it's going to take a little bit of a little while for it to sink in, but um, it'll probably help me. Help, it'll probably help sink it in for me too when I go back to New Orleans after the next few days and see people back in the offices in Metairie and see how excited they are. I saw obviously saw the videos and everything, but just to get to talk to people, I'm sure um, everybody's going to be coming up to me all the time saying like, "Man, can you believe this? This is this is amazing." So I, I will definitely look forward to that. Yeah, enjoy the heck out of it, man. It's Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com, a writer there, and uh, part of also the Pelicans Radio Network. Uh, Jim, always appreciate the chats, man. I know we'll talk to you more uh, coming up to the draft. No problem. Thanks, Seth. All right, there he goes, at Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter. Be sure you give him a follow, and, you know, Jim will have lots to write about and lots that you're going to want to read over the next few months. We're going to open up the phone lines now all hour long, 504-260-1870. Wherever you are in the city, in the state, in the country, give me a call. What do you think about what happened last night with the Pelicans stunning the world, defying the odds? And grabbing the number one overall pick in the lottery. And, of course, what's now happening with Zion and ever the talk across the country with so many people thinking Zion should use everything in his power not to come to New Orleans. 260-1870, 504-260-1870. And our text line, you can reach us there at 870-870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.